0: Welcome back, brothers and sisters, as we continue our journey through the book of John. Today we're in John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. What a revelation and proclamation of the gospel. I can imagine standing there witnessing the scene as Jesus approached the area of Bethany, and the Baptist spotted him in distance. I cannot fathom the emotional rush he must have felt. As we come to the second day of John's narrative, we will see the one to come in this first chapter. The first biblical mansion of the man, of the Lamb appeared in Genesis 22 when Abraham went to the altar to offer his son Isaac. Understanding the narrative from Genesis 22 sings volumes to all those who doubt of God's bountiful grace and love. As Abraham took his son Isaac solemnly up the hill to place on the altar to sacrifice him as God had commanded, it's an irony of John the Baptist standing and watching Jesus approach and calling out, Behold the Lamb of God! In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to verse 2, After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, of which I shall tell you. A test of Abraham's faith in God when he was about to strike Isaac in Genesis chapter 22, verse 11 to 13. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son for me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the ticket by by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as burnt offering instead of his son. And this is the verse that brings full circle how our loving God provides. In Genesis 22, verse 14, So Abraham called the name of this place, The Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Over 2,000 years ago, on a hill called Calvary, God provided Behold the Lamb of God, how wondrous our Lord God, who would send His only Son as Abraham was about to do the same. God takes on the sins of all humanity on the cross, pure, sinless and divine. God Himself provides. Throughout the whole Testament, God has offered means and ways for the cleansing of sin through sacrifice offered at the temple. However, his chosen people, the Jews themselves, had forsaken his sovereignty and had soiled the sacred rites given to Moses. In, Levit- in Leviticus 14, it talks about lambs as a guilt offering, and in Revelation, John came back to it as a triumphal title for the conquering Lord. Merrill Tinney, in his book John, the Gospel of Belief, says it combines in one descriptive term the concepts of innocence, voluntary sacrifice, substitutionary atonement, effective obedience, and redemptive power like that of the Passover lamb. The full expression Lamb of God is found only here and in the Gospel of John, in chapter 1, verse 36. Nevertheless, the emphasis of subterranean atonement, the universal offering of salvation and forgiveness of sin, and the loving divine love of God, form the heart and call of the Gospel. As we think about the theme of substitutory atonement, our minds again rush back to the prophet Isaiah, who had believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we shall desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows. A familiar with suffering. Like one whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and punished That brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds we are healed isaiah chapter 53 verses 1 to 5 it is the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world the baptist was clear and specific in his proclamation as he saw jesus approach everything that he had revealed and preached has now been justified in the presence of the Lord himself in the flesh. The Lord has come and he will take away the sin of the world. Many scholars debate the singular of the word sin, but I will not waste time discussing them now. I see them as irrelevant to the nature of our sins. The truth revealed in Jesus Christ is to bring order back in the creation narrative. Where Adam failed and brought sin into the world, Jesus defeated sin, bringing order back into creation. If Adam was the cause of sin, we are inherited in in the propensity to sin. God has set all things in order and God Himself cleanses us of our sins. We have been washed clean by His blood on the cross. However, We are still burdened by our propensity to continue to sin, but today we are without excuse. Did the Baptist realize what was to happen? Whether he did or not, he knew his work was done, and he was now passed on over to the Son of God. He was the voice in the wilderness calling us out to repent. The voice once called as a witness, Now is the witness to who is walking in the flesh for the rest of the world to witness. Everything Jesus did from this moment onwards personifies the clarity of God bringing order back into his creation. We wait in anticipation to subjective influences in our lives every day. The business deal, the vacation trip buying the latest tech toy or even the latest fashion design or beauty trip treatment. We live in utter anticipation of our objective desires and our objectivity has been skewed by the world, governed by the evil one who entices our intimate desires and easily distracts us. Does that mean We become wandering souls in the desert, seeking spiritual unity with God. When propositions and fundamentals of our faith are offered, many people jump to the extreme. There is no extreme and God does not want us voluntary to throw away everything. Continue seeking and working towards your goals because everything you gain is by God's grace seeking a comfortable life and enjoying fruits of your labor and hard work is not an unchristian in fact we do it within the boundaries of God's absolutes and maintain a spiritual life that mirrors the life shown in Jesus Christ the ultimate glorification of God there's No other than God Himself we worship and glorify. There is no substitute in man. For God Himself became man to bring us closer to Him. Why would God continue to expect us to pray through anyone or anything? God became man and God walked in our midst. There was no one in mortal form can ever replace that intimate relationship. Throughout the Old Testament, God sought His chosen to have that relationship and they all failed. God Himself has come into our existence and brought that intimacy up front to us. There is no one but Jesus Christ we bow and worship for through Him, We worship the Father in heaven. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world because we could not. God bless.